0: What's good people, this is the Alcast, ready for episode 2 of season 2 We back to back on, I just dropped an episode yesterday Figured since I was gone for a bit of an extended hiatus over the past couple weeks I would hit y'all with a little bonus episode so I had a good time recording yesterday and I got a backlog of news and stories that need to be talked about, need to be hit on in the worlds of football and fighting, is, that, is what we talk about here on the Outcast. So without further ado, let's give you the overview of the show today, the program for the people, um, i talk a little bit about Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo. David Lemieux and the situation at middleweight and super middleweight in boxing among the top contenders. Talk a little bit about Mr. Leonard Fournette and uh running back free agent market. Going to talk about the Washington Redskins. What's next for Kamaru Usman in the UFC, the welterweight champ? Put that work in against Mosby Doll on the weekend on six days notice. Gonna talk a little bit about Iron Mike, the great man, former heavyweight champion. Now he's got his own podcast, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. It's got some good guests on there. Check it out. No, no, no plugs. He's not paying me. I just, I literally, I listened to his podcast with um Michael Francis, uh former mafia captain. The other day, that's a that's a good one to start on. And um, he's got a good one with Rashad Evans, former. UFC light heavyweight champ he has a good one with um Michael Rappaport he got a lot of good guests on there and uh you get to see a different side of Mike Tyson that you know you didn't really get to see during his boxing career because he's kind of uh famous with being a little confrontational in interviews with people as you know, you get you get him closer to the fight. I mean, he's just he was one of those boxers that got his back up a little bit. He, he's taken everything personal. And um, to have all that limelight and attention and God knows what else thrust upon you when you're, you're 20 years old and everyone's telling you that you're the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, you're getting paid tens of millions of dollars for every fight. I mean, I'd like to see how many other people handle it gets a lot, too much slack, or too much uh, <clears throat> detractors and just negativity back in the day. Uh, and I think people are coming around to him now. Anyways, moving on, we'll talk about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Um, we're going to talk about Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko, as well as all the current bets I have placed down on. Um, sporting events over the next couple months and a couple of long-term ones as well that won't be going down for a while. So without further ado, shall we get into it? And topic number one, as I mentioned, Billy Joe Saunders, he's had a couple of recent interviews with uh, Coogan Cassius, IFL TV. Um, he's talked briefly on some pod, other podcasts. And uh, it's just interesting, I was listening to him talking with uh, Coogan and saying how uh, just the the way it is now to, to make big fights and to get the payday that I think he's looking for, he, he's got to wait until um, they can let fans back into stadiums. And so that fight with Canelo, uh, I think they're going to opt out that fight I don't know if uh they have to work things out with the contract and this and that, but I imagine he's gonna get replaced. I imagine you'd like to see those guys all take fights by the end of the year, but you just don't know if they want the payday, but if it's just one of these fights that's to stay active and to bring some money in or to just make sure you are you're staying in good nick and your your fans uh keep keep your name in their heads. You got to fight you, you you'd expect, you know, once or twice a year, bare minimum. But that whole situation in middleweight a little complicated. And I was thinking that a good replacement for him, if Canelo's looking for a guy, maybe take a little less money, but still a relatively big fight that fans could get excited for. That uh, David Lemieux would be a great fight for him. And uh, back and forth, good chance for uh, one of the best Canadian boxers at the moment. Guy's got a lot of power. Um, would probably just meet him head to head and throw shots I'd see Canelo probably finishing him within six rounds there but um, it'd be interesting and uh, I really hope Billy Joe Saunders figures this stuff out with his management and Daniel Kinahan and uh, Eddie Hearn and they find something for Billy Joe before the end of the year too because he's got the best shot in my opinion to beat Canelo right now if anyone can and we've seen uh, Leonard Fournette's name in football get thrown around a little bit lately uh, moving on because there's still some uh, teams that could benefit from adding depth at running back as you normally can and I'm sure in training camps and spring, uh, spring training and preseason we're going to see injuries to that position as you always see at least usually a couple teams lose uh, their running back, unfortunately, early in the year and have to make some kind of trade or sign a free agent. Uh, I think the free agent market's still pretty good at running back, and there is some teams that are maybe looking to offload a couple guys that are getting a little older in the years and uh, elevate their, their rookie running backs on the depth chart. And I thought Leonard Fournette was interesting because he heard his name getting kicked around a lot early on and um, wasn't happy with how things were going with the Jags. And he was just signed a couple of years ago, one of the highest picks in the draft and had an absolute uh, standout rookie year. Uh, obviously, crazy um, college mixtape at LSU. And I think he'll be a back. You see, in the next couple of weeks, end up on another team, and uh, will be a a big piece in um, making your team from a kind of a middle of the pack, eight and eight, six and ten kind of team. And he can definitely add a couple wins to your record with some of his uh, breakout performances, and turn that kind of team into a playoff team. And that's what you need in professional football. You know you need uh, difference makers, star players that can genuinely impact your team. Uh, And what's the way to put it? Just, you know, it's the difference between winning and losing in most football games, I believe, is three points. And there's definitely players that can make that, that difference. I'd trust Leonard Fournette to get me a couple of yards on third down, you know. All right, moving on up. I know we're going uh, back and forth a little between MMA, boxing, and football. Probably should have chunked them together a little better here in my notes, but you get what you get today. It's a bonus episode. After all we saw last weekend's impressive performance from Kamaru Usman, Uh, not a lot of people gave him enough credit because he got the full camp in and um even i bet against him in that one janked my five fight parlay uh but congrats to the nigerian nightmare either way probably won't bet against him too much in the future especially at welterweight as i was just thinking what's next for this guy at welterweight i mean in the post fight interview he called out gsp as an interesting opponent and i'd love to see that i just want to see gsp have a couple more fights before it's all said and done is as a Canadian MMA fan, we only have so many guys now that uh we can get excited about that represent our country, and that would be a great fight. The their styles match up interestingly, but uh his most recent interview I saw was a long podcast he did on London Real actually, and in that the way he was talking as he's been talking in the past, he seems like he has really no interest in fighting anymore. I think the only thing that could get him up out of bed for a fight in the morning and to put in a full training camp again uh, is maybe a Habib Nur... Nur- oh, I'm going to butcher this name right now. It's too early. I don't have enough coffee in me. Habib Nur-Gama- Nurmagomedov. Yes. <laughs> the Habib fight with GSP or the um, Connor fight potentially. Mm, what other? It's basically like a, a super fight that can add to his legacy and get him a lot of money at the same time. As he says, he's a, a two-weight world champion. Uh, he has one of the longest winning streaks at welterweight. Absolute dominant champion. Faced some of the top-caliber competition there was in the UFC at the time. He was in the most stacked weight division for a long time between lightweight and welterweight. I'd argue to say welterweight for... Uh, His era was the hardest weight division to have that kind of long string of success at. And um, for Usman, that fight makes sense. Leon Edwards kind of makes sense. Um, A rematch with Mosby Masvidal down the line makes sense. Who else? Top contender. Rematch with Colby Covington. But uh, I don't think he, he should take one more fight before he gets that. Up, up, uh, it's hard, man, because the Nigerian Nightmare on his way up just ran through just about everyone in kind of a, a dominant dominant way. Steven Wonderboy makes some sense. There's some matchups for him there for sure. I'd like to see him uh, defend the belt a couple times against some of those guys I mentioned. And. And back to boxing well slightly boxing <laughs> i just saw this random ass headline on my feed today mike tyson is apparently going to work with uh the discovery channel in their next segment of shark week and he's somehow going to fight a great white shark it made me think of the pound for pound boxing podcast with spence and uh jake and then they used to ask their guests who would win between mike tyson and the silverback gorilla or mike tyson and a muhammad ali in their primes and i said ali in his prime and between tyson and the gorilla i also picked the gorilla so and but now between this shark i'm gonna give mike a, a stipulation here if it's in the water the shark wins great white shark obviously wins if you've seen jaws you know why and if it's on dry land i give it to iron mike <laughs> he just got he just has to keep his distance and and wait for it to you know stop moving about and just go in there and finish it off once it's uh already gassed itself out from not being in the water i don't want my boy iron mike to go 0 3 in those matchups so i i got to give him one in the stipulation it's going to be interesting anyways to see what they how they uh run that <laughs> um Back to football, we've seen uh, contract negotiations between Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and um, the Cowboys management, Jerry Jones, break down. He couldn't get the long-term extension, the money he was looking for. Uh, I don't think this bodes well for his uh, long-term future at the Cowboys, I probably see in the next couple seasons, if not next season, Dak ending up somewhere else and getting offered some kind of lucrative deal to acquire him. And I honestly think I said in a prior podcast, you can go back in the logs and look for it, is that when they signed Andy Dalton in free agency, the writing on the wall was for him to be up out of there because the money they got Andy Dalton for, Andy Dalton's a Texas kid. Um, Jerry Jones has a propensity for looking for kind of quirky players that um, fit into his system or outcasts from other teams. And I don't know, man. I, I just really think he was brought in as a potential replacement and not to back up Dak Prescott. I, I think that also kind of contributed to this situation with the contract not working out. I imagine um, having Andy Dalton in your stable, gives you a little leverage in contract negotiations, uh, no matter what kind of success he had in the um, playoffs and this and that. He's still uh, probably a top 15 quarterback in the league, and uh, that's good enough to be a starting quarterback on your team, especially if you've got uh, Ezekiel Elliott at running back and um, big new, Wide receiver from Alabama and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, Cowboys Cowboys look like they have the potential to be dangerous next season. <sighs> Back to boxing. We see um, contract negotiations going on now at lightweight between pound-for-pound uh, pound number one Vasily Lomachenko, a.k.a. The Matrix Loma, and Tiafimo Lopez, newly crowned. Lightweight champion after his upset win a while back. It seems like forever ago now. And what they're saying, what I've heard top ranks say, is that the only way a fight like that could happen is with uh, a gate and with crowds, with the paydays that uh, boxers like that would expect. I imagine Lomachenko is certainly the A-side. He's going to be getting paid the most there. You expect him to come in as a heavy favorite. Uh, I'd probably put a little on Lopez just as an underdog. You're not going to make anything putting it on Lomachenko. But, um, you know, Lomachenko is starting to get more towards the end of his career. And if you know one thing about boxing is that father time is undefeated. And eventually you stick around one long enough, one of these young lions is going to catch you sleeping. And I don't know if it's Teofimo Lopez for Lomachenko, I might give a a guy with a bit more power like Gervonta uh, Davis a bigger chance to beat him, but I might put a fiver on Lopez here. We'll see. Hope that fights get made either way, you know. All right, let's just give a quick uh, a little quick overview of all the bets I got down right now and some from the past couple days that didn't go my way in the UFC. Like I mentioned on that Masvidal Usman card, I went four for five on yesterday's podcast. You can go back and listen to that and hear about all the drama from that parlay. Um, last night's uh, K is it Kata or Katar or Qatar? I don't know. Kelvin Cater, yeah, Cater versus Ige's card. I went two for three on my main event pick, so I lost again, <laughs> that was mostly my fault. At first, I was just going to pick Kelvin Cater. I should have kept it, just take my 15 bucks that I was going to win, but I got greedy and had to make a little three-fight three parlay out of it with some guys I really didn't know much about, but I got some uh, info from a buddy and trusted his opinion, and uh, one of them didn't work out, and it really could have been a decision either way on that one, so I, I easily could have won. But, you know, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades at the end of the day, so what are you going to do? Let's look ahead at some of the other ones. This weekend, for the Gastelum Hermansen card, I have a four-fight parlay. I'm picking Alexander Patoja for the win. I'm picking Joe Duffy for the win. I'm picking Joseph Benavidez for the win. And I'm picking Hermanson for the win. And I believe I got the potential to win like um can't remember exactly what it is for three three fifty or something, five hundred bucks maybe. I got a couple of underdogs on there. A little bit a little bit of candy on it. Um then I have a six fight parlay. Uh, on the Till Whitaker card towards the end of July, I have a single fight underdog bet, Anthony Joshua over Tyson Fury, um, you can make money betting on either guy, really, the odds are pretty close, but Anthony Joshua is an underdog, um, I like Tyson Fury more, but, uh, you know, Anthony Joshua is no slouch, <laughs> younger, stronger, more athletic, um, He'll come in highly motivated, uh, and yeah, it's, in, it's an interesting fight. Who knows? That's a long ways away, so I might go back and forth on that one. Just like my football parlays I got is I have a, a seven-team football point spread parlay for week one of the NFL season, as well as a 10-team money line football parlay for the start of the NFL season week one. And as we get closer to that, I'll, I'll give you more about the specifics on those. As I'm sure as I'll, uh, I'll, I receive information, I'm going to be switching games and teams. And uh, up until the start of the season, as there's always injuries and this and that news you hear that makes you change your mind on things. I have a single fight bet on Joe Joyce as an underdog over Daniel Dubois. Uh, Fights scheduled for October at the moment. And a five-fight boxing parlay for the matchroom. Boxing events between now and the end of August. Oh, and also a single fight bet on Dillian White over Alexander Povetkin. So, that is it. Eight bets. Football and fighting. Just like we were talking on the pod today. Giving you my take, giving you my opinion, um, not telling you to do what I do or this and that or sway your opinions on it, I'm just trying to spit some facts and contemplate and meditate and instigate, investigate, contemplate, complicate, all of it man, this is the Outcast as always. Stay swole, stay positive. Um, keep that jab pumping, keep that wheel kick going like Edson Barboza over Terry Eddam. Man, you gotta keep those people at six feet perimeter at all times on the sidewalks. You know, keep those Melvin hoof leg kicks a swanging. You know, work the body and uh, you know. Be kind to each other out there. Just trying to end on a positive note as always. This has been the Outcast. Peace.